Yes. Guess, guess what we did again? We ran 10 kilometers. Well, you didn't even give them time to guess, Dale. Oh. Anyways. I don't think they're going to guess. <laughs> Welcome to another low-energy episode of Outrage Factory. Woo! The podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online and explain why they're dumb for caring. I am your 10K running co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other 10K running co-host, Dale Deuter. Actually, I kind of cheaped out. Only you didn't like have a nine in a bit because I didn't run around the pool. I don't know. I feel it was you don't weighing have on to say me. that. I didn't want to do the whole podcast guilty about making false claims because, like all the research and knowledge I put out on this podcast, it's all true. So if I put that out as false, then they'll question my scientific brilliance about everything else. And we couldn't have that. No. <laughs> I almost did a spit take when you said that you did research and knowledge. So that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not really either of our fortes. By research on our first topic, I didn't read anything. I just had a discussion with my lovely girlfriend. With a woman. Yeah. Who is a woman. She was like, do you want to talk about the spacesuit thing? And I was like, what spacesuit thing? And she's like, they didn't have enough... Fucking uh, spacesuits for all the women astronauts to do a woman's spacewalk thing for what was the special occasion? It was just that that was the special occasion is that it was going to be the first all women spacewalk on the International Space Station. So what I thought was like, well, I don't see why the space station would have 20 spacesuits. Like just assuming that that's how many women were going to be involved in this for it to be a big deal. But Derek... What was the actual number? Two, two, two. Two women. So I think the big problem here, besides them not having enough spacesuits for the two women on the space station to do a spacewalk. Yeah, they only, you can only fit six people on the space station at any given time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, <laughs> I don't know that. Derek. Right. I only have so the, much the time research and knowledge to guy. research so much stuff. <laughs> and, and you I, spent that running 10 full kilometers yeah. today. And then reading Reddit, hopefully hoping that a kernel of something we could talk about on here would just pop up in the memes that I was reading. But anyways, how does the space station not have two medium-sized spacesuits? Okay, so... Backing up a little bit, there was all this fanfare this week because there was supposed to be the first all-women spacewalk, which... Wait, shouldn't they just... Like, I, I, I hate to get hung up on nuance. Shouldn't they say the first only-woman <laughs> spacewalk? Two, or, yeah. Because or, it would be only women on the spacewalk. Maybe that is how they... Uh, because I feel like you could have more than two people on a spacewalk. All female spacewalk, yeah. So usually, what do they do? Usually have like half and halfers. So yeah, there's been a few. So there's been multiple women involved spacewalks, but they've always been with a dude. Which it's going to be hard to say this. Like, what if they have to lift something up in space? What if they need directions? Wait, <laughs> what would they do then? This is such a big deal because space is finally the place. Where women can lift... I'm cringing already. ...just as much as men. Because nothing weighs anything, so women are just as strong as men in space. How's that for equal rights? Wait, is that sexist? No, it's it's not sexist to say you would require complete weightlessness for a woman (laughs) to be able to lift something. 
at all. I think that's perfectly no, no, no. reasonable. Women can lift things. They just can't lift as much as men can. Like, I don't want to be the guy who has to point to scientific facts to prove my point, but pretty much every weightlifting record in the world is not held by women. I'm just going to let Dale talk about this <laughs> for the next, like, hour. Okay. And it will easily be our most outrage-inducing episode ever. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I have this effect of saying, like, shitty things, and then women are just like, ah, oh, he's just he just doesn't know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's just a moron. <laughs> it's, it's like your cute racist uncle. I just... I don't mean to be sexist, <laughs> but... <laughs> Wouldn't weightlessness help women lift things with their little dainty lady arms? Well, and their dainty little women hands, too. I mean... <laughs> also... Okay. This might sound like a dumb spacesuit question, but couldn't they just wear, like, a large and just, I don't know, wear an extra pair of socks? So... <laughs> fuck's sakes. <laughs> Getting off on a strong I'm not. I'm not up to date on spacesuit... Uh, mechanics, but I feel like having one that's just a bit big would be okay. Well, I'm just like, also, what if, so they're essentially like little spaceships, right? Like they need to be like pressurized properly. Yeah. I don't fucking understand spacesuits at all, but you should watch a bunch of movies. They do. Because it explains the best way to learn about anything. Yeah. Like what you're saying, like they're this little miniature space, like spaceship, but fucking Tom Hanks fixed one with a sock and some elastic bands in Apollo 11. Or was that Apollo 13? It was 13. The unlucky, was the the unlucky number. Landed. Unlucky number. Yeah. So anyways, he could fix one with a tube sock and an elastic band. You figure that nowadays they'd figure some way out to be able to smash uh astronaut into a spacesuit that was a bit too big. Yeah, why didn't they just take a large and put both women in there? Well, they need at least an yeah. extra large to do that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. We should Hey NASA, if you're looking to hire two uh brainiacs <laughs> yeah. who are also excellent podcast hosts, look no further. Do you think they have special women's spacesuits as opposed to men and that was the problem like they only had two medium women's spacesuits so from what i understand no it was basically like they have i don't even know how many fucking spacesuits they have in total on the ship but they had two mediums yeah and only one of them was like usable one was kind of out of circulation for whatever reason was the other one still full of piss and body odor from the last <laughs> Could person been, yeah maybe they had They're uh, like, sorry we didn't pressure wash it yet you can wear it if you want yeah, that was probably what they were referring to when they said, what did they... Uh, they said it wasn't fit for... Uh, it wasn't in a readily usable configuration. So yeah, full of piss and shit. Makes, yeah. Makes sense. Well, not shit. Come on, Derek. They're ladies. Why? Right. Ladies Nobody don't do that. Nobody shits in space. We, uh, oh, we should revisit the, the results of our poll from last week. What was, was our poll? Uh, pooping when you start dating someone for the first time. We'll oh, get yeah. to that after this. Yeah, let's make this a full piss and shit episode. I mean, I mean <laughs> it wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> let's not forget okay, uh, so the tree discussion. I was in an effort to not say anything offensive to women in general. I talked to you this. You already did. You lasted a full like 15 seconds into this episode. Okay, right? well, I asked my girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, do they need to have 
specific spacesuits for women because stuff happens to their breasts in space. Like, you know how, like, your bones separate and you get, like, so-and-so inches taller in space because there's not gravity? You figure that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a breast scientist, but I figure if you have lower weight affecting your breasts, then they would need to have a spacesuit that would accommodate that. Like, I'm not... I don't know what would exactly would happen. Like, do they have to have like an inner lining, like a sports bra or do they just like give them the same suit that men wear? Yeah. So, I mean, they would, uh, I just Googled it. Yeah. And there are multiple Reddit threads, uh, asking about boobs in space. Yeah. I did see a good point in that, uh, Lady astronauts are, like, super muscular and very fit, so they don't really have large breasts, per se. You're ruining every single one of my space girl fantasies right now. Sorry, bud. I mean, not all of them. You can still do the alien ones. Because there there are my space girl fantasies that involve a super muscular woman, but the large portion of them don't. I mean, I'm an equal opportunist sexual fantasy guy and I like to have some sexual fantasies that involve women of more musculature because sometimes when I'm in space I want to be the small spoon and I'm going to need a bigger is that determined by muscularness or overall like body size body size yeah so you could have like a like a very like a five foot three woman yeah who was like super muscly yeah, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to reach her arms around me. I'm f- like, you know the mountain from Game of Thrones? You want a woman built like that? Yeah. You know how safe and warm you would feel cuddled by her? Like, she could wear you in one of those, what are those things called that they carry babies in? Like. Just when you swaddle? swaddle no, like them? the ones where they. Oh, the baby Bjorn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I had a girl that was the size of the mountain and I got to ride in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> And that would be the greatest thing ever. And then, like, get one of those hats, those, like, plastic hats with the two straws that go up to drinks and then just come down to my mouth. That would be the best way to, like, go on a hike ever. Like, why would you want to go on a hike through the mountains when you can be carried? By By a mountain. Exactly. By a man named the mountain. Go see the mountain (laughs) via the mountain. So, anyways. In conclusion. In conclusion. <laughs> so, these women, they, they didn't have their full woman spacewalk. So, one did, like, a test spacewalk in a small suit, and she was like, oh, this is kind of uncomfortable or something. I don't know. Just being a complaining woman about it. Shit. <laughs> 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 okay, see? I don't want to... I don't want to sound even more sexist, <laughs> but if she was, How are you gonna want to if she was outside of the space station in a small suit, and she was like, "I don't know, this feels uncomfortable." It's like you're already outside of the space station in the suit. It's doing its job. Just get the other girl in the other one and go outside, and then you've done your all women spacewalk. Like, who cares if it pinches and binds? You're like trying to break history here. Let's see if I can find... uh, I mean, I guess if it's like a safety thing, like if she's going to go out in a small spacesuit 
and then whatever happened to Sandra Bullock and gravity happens to her because that's what happened, right? In gravity, her spacesuit was too small, so she died. Is that what I never saw that movie? Thanks for ruining that for me. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie, and I'm pretty sure that's not what happens. But just to make a point for the woman caring about her safety, let's just say that happened. Um, what, what are you looking at what they said? Yeah, so she had done. She had trained in both large and medium-sized suits, but found that the medium was the better fit. What the fuck? So anyway, everyone lost their shit over this on NASA uh, for not just you know filling the International Space Station with the fucking proper size suit to ensure everyone's at maximum comfort level. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Either a take this chick to task for one being trained in a large suit, but just choosing not to wear one and then not saying that when everybody's busting NASA's balls or two, give NASA more money so they could like build a better stage space station that can fit three medium sized spacesuits. Yeah. Like build a fucking annex on that thing. Get some women to do it, but make sure they're super comfortable in their space. <laughs> uh, the other thing is that NASA totally deserved to be shit on just because I'm a cynic and like they, they like, this is the most fucking, Whatever. It was like two women going outside of the space station to replace like lithium ion batteries or something. Mm -hmm. But they made it into this big fucking thing being like, it's the first all women spacewalk. It's really important just because uh, they needed to promote it for whatever reason as this important thing when really it was just like. Yeah, like very basic maintenance. And also, it's not a space walk because you're just kind of – they should call it like a space dangle because you're just on this cord going outside of the thing and then crawling along it. You're not like just out there walking. Like when you say space walk, it kind of makes it sound like it's more involved than it is. Like I'm sure it's hard to be up in space and replace batteries or whatever super important thing they're doing, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me getting caught up on more nuance about them calling it the space walk. That could, yeah. Me being petty. Could be what? Because I'm never petty. No. No. I was going to say you sound. Don't. I think think we've already offended enough women. And surprisingly enough, they make up a large portion of our audience. And I think if we insult them too much with the space shit, that they're going to... not forgive us just because our voices sound so sexy anymore. Because usually women listening to this podcast are like, those guys are fucking idiots, but they sound like hot studs, so I'm going to continue. And they're sympathetic to my needs. They sound like they would know how to satisfy a woman. Yeah, we definitely... On or off board the International Space Station. We definitely sound like we know how to take women for a spacewalk. Wink, wink. Do, do you want to not talk about... Did we cover the space station thing? Like, was there any other facts brought up that... I don't know. I feel like maybe if we're just going to be all fucking thumbs through this, we should just put this topic to bed. Yeah, that's not typical of anything we discuss. No, that's podcast. true. I also have no more funny one-line zingers for it, so I'm sick of this subject. Do you want to make any more jokes about women? No. <laughs> I want to save the rest of my women jokes for our other subjects. <laughs> uh, what are our other subjects? Well, we by the can way. talk about um, 
this link goes nowhere. Which one is that? Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that, we can talk about that. There was, um... There's been, like, it's not like everybody's freaking out about it now, but ladies' tees at golf courses are still called ladies' tees, and people are like, that's sexist, you shouldn't be calling them that anymore. And then some people are defending it, being like, that's just fucking golf speak. That's what they've always been called. Which is erroneous, because... They had the 3T system before women were allowed to golf, and those were called the forward tees, then there's the center tees, then there's the back tees, and the forward ones are red, the middle ones are white, and the back ones are blue. And the shorthand for them now is ladies' tees, men's tees, and pros' tees, but that's never been a name for them, so really... There is no excuse for golf courses to still call them ladies' tees. That was also not very funny and had way less legs than I thought it would. Yeah, but as we established in our earlier segment, women are smaller and weaker and do have daintier little arms, so they can't they can't really hit the ball as far as a man would. Yeah, actually, that's how they became, how they started being called with ladies' tees in the whole first place because they used to just be like back in the day weakling tees when women weren't allowed to golf and it was like for dudes only I don't know it was a big sausage fest guys just wanted to go outside and drink in the grass so what they would do was you would figure out how good of a golfer you are then they'd give you a handicap and if you were shitty you golfed at the first tees if you're all right you golfed at the middle ones, and if you were super good or pro level, you'd golf at the back ones. And then they found that when they averaged out the average woman's average score, they would always hit from the first ones because they can't drive as far as men. That's just science. So that's why they started be ca- being called the ladies' tees. But it was always like a nickname and a slang term for it. So really... Was it a sexist nickname for it? Like, was it dudes being like, oh, you better go hit from the ladies' tees? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, damn. Yeah, because this was way back. Wait, and then this became, like, adopted by everyone? Yeah. As an official... Yeah, and then, like, well, because, like, 20 years ago before sexism... Well, sexism was a thing that people talked about, but... Not as not nearly as many people cared. So website or golf courses and stuff just started referring to them as the ladies tee, which is funny because they called them the ladies tee as a sort of a, like a gentrified term instead of women, because like a lady is a proper like a prim and proper lady. Like it has more class and it's more honorable to call someone a lady than a woman. And that's when they named these the ladies' tees. So they're like trying to be nice about it. But now if you look at it, they're like, we'll call them the women's tees because ladies went from being a term of endearment and like honoring to being patronizing, which is, I don't know. I guess you'd have to look at like history and culture. <laughs> which and we're not going to do. Yeah, no. So. So they want to call them. Why not just call them like tees for shittier golfers? And then whether it's like men or women, because I would feel comfortable, more comfortable using those. Well, because if you call them the tees for shittier golfers, then 
when females inevitably use them because they're not as good as drivers as men, they'll feel bad about themselves. So what they need to call them is either the forward tees or the red tees. But they should change the color from red to something else because... Is red a really feminine color? No, but it has a bad connotation to the menstrual cycle. I did not even honestly pick up on that That's at all. You're not as woke as me, and you got to see this stuff coming before you accidentally say it. Oh, actually, going full circle, how does menstruation work on space stations? I don't think it does, because there's no gravity to pull the menstrual out. Not the menstrual, but... Oh, boy. Well, I think... Do you think gravity helps the menstrual strike cycle? Do you think... People just think we've never talked to women in our lives. I mean, oh. when we say, when I say shit like this. Wow, Popular Science has an entire article on the, the brief history of menstruating in space. Nice. What's it? What, what's it dated? Well, 2016. The, well, the pictures are black and white, so I don't think we should read any of that out loud. Before women started flying in space, NASA was a little worried they might die having their periods. Well. That's just good guy NASA being worried. Like, could you imagine if they did and NASA was like, we don't care. They won't die. And then they died from their periods in space. Oh, here we go. I bet our listeners, none of our listeners have ever thought about that. Like NASA was at one time worried that women would die from their periods in space. I don't think gravity has any effect on menstruation. Like, I think it's. It's your. Muscles? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's like the uterus pushing out stuff. Like that's your, why. Like your uterus is biceps. That's why flexing. cramping. That's why the cramping oh. happens because it's like actively pushing things. That makes sense. And then it gets tired from pushing so much. So if anything, you figure that in space with no gravity and less like pulling and torsioning on the body, the whole body gets looser and the joints separate and all that stuff. You figure women would get less menstrual cramps because the uterus would have to squeeze less to get the blood out of them. Also, do you think if in the future they made some sort of sucking vacuum device to alleviate the pushing required by the uterus, that that would also help menstrual cramps? We should put a patent on that device before anybody else does. You have your learning face on. Oh, I'm actually learning things here. This what, is, what this is very learning? cool. Uh, so what they try to do now is suppress the period completely while the women are in space. So they basically... Um, Maybe that's why the suit wasn't ready to use. <laughs> That was a perfect softball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got to figure out going to say something about that. Uh, yeah, they basically take like supercharged birth control pills that give them no period at all. And also, uh, even in the immediate future, there are some advantages to astronauts suppressing menstruation. The toilets on the American side of the International Space Station are designed to recycle water from urine, but they aren't designed to handle menstrual blood. Sorry, I just thought about like menstrual blood floating around in space? Menstrual blood is fine. I've spent yeah. most of my adult life living with women. But yeah. the thought of, like, 
going to take a nice big swig from a cup of drinking water. Yeah. And you look and some menstrual blood actually ended up in there and is like floating around in it. Wait, do they drink their piss? It's well, it recycles water, right? I thought it just recycled it by it took it and just put it in a septic tank and then it just emptied into space or when the pod crashes into the ocean, it just empties then. No, I think it like purifies and cleans it and then like that would make a lot of sense. I mean, it's not necessarily going to put it like into drinking water form, but it would be used for like, I don't know, cooling or uh, whatever the fuck else they'd use. Washing your hands. Yeah, that could work. Wait, do they wash their hands? You got to see. I'm okay with the menstrual blood thing. Yeah, whatever. That doesn't bug me, but it's the chunks that get me. Like Jesus Christ, Dale. What? It's a natural thing. It happens. I think as men, we have to come to terms with the fact that yeah, it's not just there's chunks involved. It's not just yeah. It's not just like oh, I cut my finger and here's a little bit of blood. It's yeah. like oh, I cut my finger and there's a chunk came out. Oh, someone decapitated <laughs> an animal and now there's fucking. Like, <laughs> Derek, there's only a couple teaspoons of blood, so I've heard. Is that true? I don't think so, but that's what I've been told. Anyway, uh, this weekend, Dale and Derek understand nothing about <laughs> women at all. Derek and Dale talk about the menstrual cycle and how you should not let your daughter listen to this. <laughs> she should learn about the menstrual cycle from... Actual scientists. Yeah, or even, like, just another woman would probably, like, any woman at all. Yeah. Like, literally any... Any woman who's actually had a period and dealt with it would probably be better at explaining it. That's why I'm grateful that I had... And this isn't a sex... Like, I'm grateful that I had a son for many reasons. uh, Mostly because, like, dudes are fucking shitty. Yeah. And I only have to worry about, like, one guy... Who's my own and not like every dude in the world who's going to be shitty to my daughter. But now Noah's kind of starting to ask dick questions. Yeah. And every time he does, uh, Courtney will like send him my way and be like, ask your dad about it. (laughs) So uh, because if anybody's an expert on penises. Yeah. It's you. This week we had. uh, Is it okay for uh, for a dog to lick my wiener? Which was... Uh, <laughs> that is very awkward. <laughs> yes. Where would that even come from? Uh, you know, the internet, probably. You should probably maybe watch what he's looking more. No, whatever. It's YouTube. It's fine. What's it going to do? That's a good point. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, have, have a discussion around yeah. how... Your naughty bits. ...are not to be placed in animals' mouths. Yes. Or butts. Yeah. Yeah, because a dog can sniff your crotch. It just can't lick your crotch. And you have to have your pants on when it sniffs him. Was that the rules you gave him? Well, no, but how's he going to control that? Tell me what you told Noah. <laughs> what? This is, I think you owe the listeners to tell them exactly what you told Noah just about the, a dog licking his penis. That you can't, no, you cannot do that. That is not okay. The dog doesn't want to lick your penis. Yeah. And... People might spread malicious stories <laughs> around your high school <laughs> saying if you were to do that. Like the fucking the peanut butter thing, does that still exist? 
Like, wasn't that like a story that literally every high school in the world or every graduating class has a story about someone who put peanut butter on their dick? Yeah. And had their dog lick it off. Yeah. It's a made up story. Yeah. But is it still a thing? I'm wondering, like in the digital age, are there still kids going around talking about their classmates? Well, they're not talking about it. They're just posting it on social media. Fuck. Kids are brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dale, so I'll tell you the same thing I told Noah. Yeah. No, it's not okay for dogs to lick your wiener. You okay. Can't, you can't do that. Thanks, Dad Derek. Father Derek. Mm, sounds a little religious. <laughs> yeah, sounds a little Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> Took me back. Okay, uh, should we take a break? Did you have anything else you uh, wanted to say I don't about? know. I feel like we should maybe... Say something uh, not we, horrible. We love and appreciate women. Uh, most of the things we were saying were jokes. There are many women out there who are way more capable and smart. And uh, basically, all the women, I think, and like also, the average eight-year-old and up. Is as you be. could tell, me and Derek are very uneducated about space boobies. So, if you have a program that either of us can watch, maybe put together by NASA that focuses on what happens to boobs in space, just send us a link on our Facebook page and we can watch it and learn. NASA or a reputable uh, pornography company. Yeah, even SpaceX. Or what's the other privatized one? Isn't Amazon starting a privatized space? Oh, yeah. Jeff Bezos, the stupid dick who was like, oh, I have too much money. I got to load some of it to rockets and just shoot it <laughs> into space. What else am I going to do with it? What, is it just going to be called Google Rockets? Wait, no, his is uh, Mars One. Isn't that the... Wait, are they only going to Mars? That is a terrible name. Mars One. Oh, that's a Dutch thing. I don't know what fucking... Oh. What, uh... Dutch? The Dutch have a space program? I mean... They Blue should. Origin. There we go. That is not very much better. I guess most of the good space names were taken. Billionaires are dickheads. So you had to go somewhere obscure like Blue Origin. It sounds like you're either launching space rockets that originated from Earth, which some people call the Blue Marble, or it's a cologne. Nobody calls it the Blue Marble. That's what people call it. Nobody has ever called it that. I'm up on space lingo, Derek. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. Hey, Derek. Hey, Dale. You know how we do the mailbag thing? I do know how we do the mailbag thing, usually with pretty mixed... um, I'm just going to come out and say poor results. Just come out overconfident. Everything we do is great. Everything we do is great, but our listeners... Are awesome. Are also great. Okay. End of thought. Yeah. Continue. So anyways, we got kind of a mailbag request, but it was a live in-person thing because newly reacquired listener, because she said she quit... And then she said, if we talk about this whale, she said specifically she would listen to this episode. Uh, So, Kayla, we're talking about your dumb whale thing. Yeah. So anyways, what happened was in the Philippines, there was a whale in distress because it was what they say. It was extremely dehydrated and malnourished because it had so much plastic in its body that it couldn't take water out of the food it was eating to hydrate its body which ironically 
I don't know. I guess it's kind of ironic thinking of a whale that lives in the ocean dying from not enough water because it ate plastic. So it ate 88 pounds of plastic. The whales... Wait, hold up. What? This might sound like a dumb question. Yeah. Can, can whales drink no. salt water? No. I don't think so. They don't, I don't think they drink. I think what happens is they eat food and then the water is pulled out of the food they ate. I don't know, because otherwise you'd figure that this whale... Because the thing I read said that it was dehydrated because the plastic was interfering with its ability to get water from the food it was eating. So I imagine if it would have just been able to drink, it would have just starved to death instead of eating, or instead of dehydration. Well, instead it it was starvation, too, because... Yeah. Did we cover the garbage thing yet? What garbage? No, because it ate 88 pounds of plastic. 88 pounds of plastic. Like, its entire stomach was just, like, fucking full of yeah. plastic. So the whale weighed 1,000 pounds, or was it 1,100 pounds? I think it was 1,100 pounds. 88 pounds of plastic means that whale was 1% plastic. And everybody's like, oh, no, there's too much plastic in the oceans. Oh, no, these poor whales. It's like, that's a lot of fucking plastic. And that's not like little pieces of plastic it's eating. Like they showed a piece and it's like tarps. Like this whale swimming around just eating fucking plastic tarps like an idiot. So this was a uh, Cuvier's beaked whale. Yeah. It looks kind of like a dolphin with a smaller nose. It's cute. Yeah. As far as whales go. I think it's actually a porpoise. It's It's in the porpoise family. Well, they called it the only member. They call it some big Latin word like they do every fucking animal. And then they're like, this thing. Or the goose-beaked whale. Yeah, that the goose-beaked whale makes you feel way less sympathetic for it because geese Geese are fucking assholes. The fucking, okay, like. You know, we're Canadian, so we kind of feel this, like, weird allegiance with the Canada goose. Well, we're supposed to. But they are just, like, the shittiest, most vicious fucking asshole birds you could ever imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't feel bad. Like this whale fucking Dale, a whale died, man. Like you can't not care okay. about that. God, put, this beautiful creature. Put this into terms. You have a ten-year-old child. Well, no, because you'd feel bad because it's a child. So I don't want to. But anyways, I have a child. One tenth of a thousand pounds is a hundred pounds. So a ten-year-old child weighs a hundred pounds. But a Great Dane also weighs just over a hundred pounds. So if you come home and your Great Dane, you have a Great Dane that you love. And it's laying on its side. It's breathing irregularly. And you're like, holy fuck, I got to get this dog to the fucking vet. Do some emergency surgery. See if we could save this dog's life. Which? Do you know how much that shit costs? A lot. A lot of money. So you pay five grand for the vet to just fucking, I don't know, slice your dog stem to stern. And the vet's like, well, your dog's okay. We pulled eight pounds of plastic out of your your 100-pound dog. You wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I have too much plastic around the house. You'd be like, my fucking dog just ate plastic. It ate eight pounds of plastic. And yeah, so this fucking goose beaked whale eats 88 pounds of plastic. And we're supposed to just all of a sudden not use grocery bags anymore. They weren't even grocery bags. Like everybody's like every time there's these shitty animals eating plastic, they're like, 
oh, fuck, we got to stop having grocery bags and straws. That'll stop it. No, like, this is the plastic they use to wrap, like, mattresses and shit. Like, it was eating, like, four by six sheets of plastic that are just floating in the ocean. So what's your, are you saying that plastic shouldn't be there? Are you saying this whale's an idiot or both? Both. <laughs> okay. The plastic shouldn't be there. But if your dog ate eight pounds of plastic, it would be, you would think of it beyond he shouldn't be around plastic. He should just be smarter to not eat eight pounds of plastic. Yeah. Like I just train the fucking dog or child. Yeah. Like if Noah's like, Hey dad, can a dog lick my dick? And also, can I eat this tarp? I would be like, no, no, we don't do either of those things. (laughs) Just like, exactly. And this, I might also be uh, swayed by this because these uh, goose beaked whales, they're not very cute. Like, I mean, they're just less cute than a dolphin. They're not like a humpback whale or a blue whale, which are so big. They're just magical creatures because they're just fucking like school buses that swim around in the ocean. This is just some like shitty medium sized whale that just fucking eats plastic. And it's not like it's not his fault because he has a small mouth. So he has to actively not just take a bite and then it's just down his gullet. He has to like eat, like actually actively eat this plastic and chew on it until it goes into his body. It's not like, say, a humpback whale that just opens its mouth and sucks up a giant amount of water and then shoots the water out and feeds off just the krill and the plankton. This is like one of those shitty animals that eats actual fish and it probably started eating plastic because it's like, well, the shit's way easier to catch than fish. And since I'm a lazy piece of shit whale, I'm just going to eat all this plastic and nothing bad will ever happen. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not a marine biologist. I don't understand things like how whales eat or <laughs> if whales can drink salt water. <laughs> like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what this particular species, like, is it eating fish? Is it eating plants? Are there plants in with the plastic that this whale's going for? Or is this whale just like swimming through the ocean? Uh, I, I did read a single article about this and apparently like the, the shipping lane where this whale was found mm-hmm. in the Philippines yeah. is just like clogged with fucking trash. So get out of the fucking shipping lane. It's just clogged with trash. Yeah. And it's like an astronomical, like, you know how you talk about the great Pacific garbage patch or whatever? Yeah. It's like that fucking everywhere. So wait, there's more than just the great Pacific. There's more than just one garbage patch. Oh, That's not all the garbage in the oceans, which I didn't even know. It blows my mind. Well, I thought that there was the big garbage patch that was fucking Armageddon waiting to happen, and then there's a bunch of little patches, like a little piece of garbage that eventually ended up in the main patch. So what you're telling me is these third world countries have a bunch of plastic in the oceans around them? Weird, right? Yeah. That's got to be our plastic, right? Like from the first world countries because we're so much worse on the earth than them. Yeah, no, what it is is it's our uh, shopping bags and straws that somehow drift across. And that's why, like, we're never going to solve this fucking problem. So apparently yeah. uh, Philippines does have uh, laws yeah. around disposing of plastic into the ocean. Yeah. But they're not enforced at all. Oh, that's... I mean, they're halfway there. They went through the effort of writing the laws. They're like, whew, that was tough. 
We wrote these laws down on paper. We'll just like fucking post them on the internet or something. Yeah, but instead of saving whales, they're too busy executing people with like minor drug offenses in their uh, yeah in their history. They're giant threat to stomp out crime. Yeah, where (laughs) all drugs are illegal and they just like kill drug dealers and stuff. Yeah, like like enacting vigilante justice. So that's you know instead of protecting the environment, they've decided to like clean up. That environment. Yeah. So, like, sorry, it probably means a few more dead whales are on the horizon. You know what they should do is they should make the drug dealers clean up the oceans. They'd be like, instead of just killing them, be like, here's a fucking swimsuit and a snorkel. It'd be like garbage duty when you were in grade school and you, like, swore something and they're like, here's a garbage bag. Don't come back till it's halfway full. And you're like, yeah, this is totally worse than sitting in class. I'm definitely feeling punished right now. Walking around outside picking up garbage. So anyways, you get these drug dealers. They swim around with not a plastic bag, with a net. And they put plastic bags in it, or plastic garbage. And then they can only come back out when their net is halfway full. And if they drown because they couldn't get enough garbage, then you were going to kill them anyway. I was going to say, you're on the right path here. Yeah. But instead of giving them a bag or a net... We make them eat the plastic yeah. as a visual reminder. To, we televise it. Yeah. So they have to eat plastic yeah. until they die. They each have to eat eight pounds. So <laughs> For that, every 100 pounds of body weight, yeah. they have to eat eight pounds of plastic. So if they're 150, what's like? That would be 12 pounds. Oh, boy. There's no way. 12 pounds of plastic. There's no racist way to say what's the average Filipino grown man weigh. But not much. See? Well, no, they're little. They're little. See? Anyway, they are a smaller. Let's uh, just people. go eight pounds per hundred pounds. You look at fucking what's his name, the boxer Manny uh, Pacquiao, and that's like he's like three hundred pounds, isn't he? No, he's like a, he's <laughs> tiny. He's like five one. I don't know no, how that like, guy boxes because he's like well, he boxes against other tiny men no. in the lightweight division. Oh, that's how boxing works. Oh, so yeah. Can I boxers guess. drink salt water? Is that? I think they can. Uh, all right, but checks out. It gives them the toots, so they highly recommend against it. Another thing they could do is remember this like giant, like earth-shattering invention we talked about on a previous po- podcast, where this kid invented this thing to get the garbage out of the oceans, and it was basically. Like a fucking net tied to two pool noodles that got dragged around. Yes. Revolutionary. Yeah. Like, so, like like we keep saying, we're not scientists, but I imagine to make this net that is basically a U-shaped flotation device with a, U, with a net hanging down below it to just kind of skim the top 10 feet or whatever of the ocean to pick up the plastic... Why don't they just make a bunch of those and drag them behind these ships that are in the shipping lane? Like, does that cause a lot of drag? I mean, yes. And then you so you'd be offsetting that. So you'd be dragging this huge fucking net. Maybe a little one. Full of garbage. Yeah. Well, when it's full. And then by doing that, you're burning more fuel. Yeah. To account for that. And then you're still poisoning. Basically, you know, I think at this point in 2019, let's just accept that Earth, as we know it, 
is a write-off. Yeah. So fuck everything. Mm-hmm. Just like litter wherever you want. Like throw a thousand, go to your local park or beach and throw a thousand cigarette butts all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you, like light dumpsters full of garbage on fire. Uh, because it's, it's just not, it's not going to get better. It could get better. It's you not. know how? Fungus. There's a fungus that eats plastic. And it, eat, it eats, like, complex hydrocarbons. And they're scared that, well, I'm scared that if they release this fungus into the wild to just eat all the plastic out of the oceans, that'll somehow get in. Yeah, that sounds like a to the oil movie fucking. That's in the earth, and it'll just eat all the oil, and then we'd be right fucked. And then the earth would be like uh, when you like color Easter egg shells and you like punch a hole in it and you suck the yolk out and it's just like the shell on the outside. Yeah, like a Fabergé egg. Yeah. And then the earth would just collapse on itself because there'd be no oil in the... Yeah, which is why they... (laughs) Also, not a geologist. It's also the reason they won't let the Russians go to the moon and hollow it out because they're scared it'll just collapse in on itself. So things we learned that Dale and I don't understand today... Menstruation, yeah. Astronomy, geology, yeah. Uh, marine biology. I think the easiest way to explain what Filipino we don't know people. about is all of outer space and the entire planet. Yeah. Anything contained in those two things, we don't know enough about. Yeah, like anything that exists anywhere. Yeah, basically. Like we're pretty good at knowing stuff that's not real, like fiction and old movies and shit. We know that shit pretty good, but anything important stuff, real, real, we don't know. Yeah. So I think the only way we're going to avoid more dead whales is probably by launching, uh, some sort of like whale education program where we can like teach these fucking whales whales and just stop eating plastic. Yeah. Show them like a picture of like a whale. Yeah. Like a big pictogram of a whale. Yeah. And then a big pictogram of garbage. Yeah. With a big circle and cross through the garbage. Exactly. And then the whales will understand they're not supposed to eat it and we won't see tragedies like this anymore. I have a controversial thought. Please share. Why don't we just let these whales eat all the garbage and fucking die and then they'll just evolve into better, smarter whales that don't eat garbage and at the same time... They'll be taking all the garbage out of the ocean. Hmm. So one, we get better whales that are smarter, maybe to the cusp of taking over man as top of the food chain. And two, less garbage. How about this? Yeah. We feed the whales drugs. Yes. Or just like plant some drugs on them. Yeah. And then we alert the Filipino authorities. Yes. And then the Filipino authorities will make the whales eat the garbage as punishment. Yeah. How about this? We tie knives to the whale's fins, <laughs> and that way, when they're swimming through the garbage, they cut it up into small pieces that they can digest. Because the problem might not even be that they're just eating all this plastic. The problem might be that it's just huge chunks of plastic that they can't digest. That's a good point. But then we look. So the whole reason, and I'm convinced of this, yeah, that the straw, the plastic straw ban exists yeah. is because of that one fucking video of that sea turtle that had that plastic straw up its nostril. You're giving me a blank look. Have you not seen this? No, I've seen it. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. But like people saw that and they were like, we can't drink out of straws anymore. Look at this one turtle with a thing up its nose. Yeah, like why did that 
turtle have a straw in its nose. It was on a cocaine binge <laughs> and it fucking got too high, ran into the side of the boat, launched <laughs> the straw into its nostril, and now I have to deal with a soggy paper straw. And he was like, how, how am I going to do the rest of this cocaine? He was yeah. just rubbing it on his gums with his little flippers. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh my god, this poor sea turtle. Isn't a good enough animal to have hands or a way to remove a straw. But that's like if a whale eats a straw, who gives a fuck? Whales probably eat zillions of straws every day. We just need smaller, smaller pieces of plastic. Yeah. And more of them. Yeah. Like, it's because turtles are dumb and whales are awesome. So turtles, like... A whale has less mobility to get a straw out of its nose, but it doesn't, like, show up with a giant straw stuck in its blowhole. Yeah. Because it knows when it's had enough cocaine to spit out the straw so that when you smash into the side of the boat because you're all high, it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. Wait, was this turtle from the Philippines? Maybe the Philippine government smashed the straw in as punishment for doing drugs. Turtle with straw in nose. Sea turtle. Yeah. Uh, no, I was in uh, Costa Rica. Oh, well, that's that's probably oh. 90% of why it happened because it was found by vacationers. How heartbreaking turtle video sparked plastic straw bands. Time magazine. I'm ahead of my time. Or behind, behind. the article that's already been written. <laughs> in <on> time. <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> nice. Okay, do you want to do this, Jordan? Uh, you know... I guess bottom line uh, for all our whale listeners. Yeah. Stop eating garbage. See, I don't want anybody to think I'm unsympathetic to whales because I love whales. Like a blue whale is one of my favorite animals because it's the largest creature that ever lived. I just don't care about porpoises or small ass whales because they're just like big fish. Like any whale that's smaller than a gray whale Eh, I'm not going to get all emotionally attached to. But if this was a humpback whale that died because it ate too much plastic, then I'll care. But that doesn't happen because humpback whales aren't as stupid as goosebeak whales. Right? Those are goosebeak whales. Is that what we... Yeah, I don't know if they've done... Have they done a lot of uh, research into intelligence by whale breed? They should. I think they have. I'm pretty sure they have. There's got to be, like, people who have, like somehow managed to burn their entire professional career studying how smart whales are. What is the smartest whale? Uh, Killer whales, which is the logo for the Vancouver Canucks. Killer whales are fucking dickheads. They're just like sharks with panda skins. Orcas have the second biggest brains of all marine mammals. Who is the first? I'm hoping this article says so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, killer whales are jerks because they eat giant whales. They'll just all swim up to it and eat it. At least sharks don't fucking go after big whales. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't think they do. You know what is sweet, though? Bullwhip sharks. They have this tail with this huge long thing on it. And they whip it through the water, and it snaps like a bullwhip, and it knocks fish out, and then they eat it. That's a fucking cool fish. If that fish died from eating plastic, then I'd care a lot. Like if it ate a straw? Yeah. Because it's just a fish? You got your learning face on again. Mm, I am actually legitimately learning things by doing on-the-fly research for this podcast. might be a record-setting podcast for how many things Derek learns by Googling 
as we talk about what we're... A study of 90 cetacean species species found that those with larger brains exhibit more complex social structures and behaviors with the killer whale and... Dolphins? Sperm whale. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, how can they have the brain so big when their head is full of sperm? Is that why they're called sperm whales? Because that whole big head is yeah, full just, of sperm? Yeah, just a big, big, big dome full of jizz. That's all it is. <laughs> do you want to do the Jordan Peele thing? Yeah, we might as well. Okay. We might as well talk about some sort of... So- okay, so Jordan Peele did an interview. Um, I think it was touting his new movie that's coming out, Us. Is that what it was? Uh... Well, if... If you don't know, Jordan, it is called us. Yes. Yeah, if you don't know Jordan Peele, you should go watch Get Out because it was kind of like a thriller slash a little bit of horror. It was a really good movie with some scientific twists. It was really good. If you want to know who Jordan Peele is, go watch Key and Peele, which is the sketch comedy show. It was so fucking good. No, no, it's good, but it's that's not the I'm taking myself seriously Peele, which is where we got into the problem because Get Out was universally applauded and everybody loved it, which they should. It was a really good movie. And then on the press junket, which people just shouldn't do press junkets anymore because they always just say shit that gets them and shit. But he said he wouldn't cast a white male lead because, quote unquote, we've seen that movie before. And like everybody can even guess what happens. Everybody freaked their shit, and they're like, well, what if Scorsese said that he only um, cast white males? And you're like, well, hasn't he? And yeah, there was, uh, what's his name? Who? Oh, as, as the lead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, like, Scorsese pretty much only cast Italian people. And that's fine, because Scorsese was making movies about Italian Americans, right? Like that yeah. wasn't, that was like key to the story and similar with uh, get out. And I'm assuming us, which I have not seen yet. Jordan Peele is writing movies and making movies about like the African American experience in America. Uh, uh, did I say this is us or did I say us? You said us. <laughs> okay. It good. Is us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like get out was specifically about like, black people encountering this like subversive racism from progressive white people, which you couldn't have had a white guy playing the lead role in that movie. No, it wouldn't have made sense. And another like Jordan Peele writes his own movies and then directs them. And the first rule of writing is write what you know. And the stories that Jordan Peele knows is how something would cause him to relate to the world. Like he's, an African-American, so he would know a story about an African-American protagonist, whereas he wouldn't necessarily know the subtle nuance and emotional beings that would happen if, like, he had a white lead character. Yeah, so, watch an Adam Sandler or Kevin James movie for that yeah. shit. <laughs> and what I think is he shouldn't have a white guy because it'll be a better movie if it's if he's writing about stuff he's experienced and what he knows. And he pretty much had lightning in a bottle with Get Out. It was a really good movie, so he should be able to do whatever the fuck he wants for at least this next movie coming out and two more after. Assuming they're box office successes, yeah. Although he is blowing up because he has a... There's a Twilight Zone reboot that's happening that he's hosting. Um, And then... Wait, is that... 
a Twilight remake of a series or the movie? It's the series, I believe. Okay. He's hosting the Twilight, the new Twilight Zone series. And then are they getting like I? I'd imagine that since he's hosting, he's going to direct. Like, are they going to get different directors for each episode? That's a great question. Are they going to redo the old episodes or write new ones? I think there'll be new ones. Uh, I was reading an article about it, and it does tackle like. Um, you know, modern issues like racism and xenophobia and speaking of which happy, uh, trans transgender visible day, transgender something day. It's like visible transgender day. You know what I saw that I like the transgender flag is actually pretty dope. It's a stripe. It's like five stripes stacked on top of each other and it goes pink, blue, white, blue, pink. And it's like, you just like the design ethos of it. I do like the design (laughs) ethos of it. And it is, uh, I don't know. It's baby blue and baby pink. So it's, it's subtle and it's not overstated, but it's like the two genders going to a neutral color, going to two genders Uh, of the opposite direction. All right. Transgender people, you have yourself a new ally in Dale (laughs) because he appreciates the design of your flag. Yeah. Um, back to the Jordan. Oh, and he's also, he's making a, uh, um, fuck, he has a show in production. Um, Lovecraft County, I think. Ooh, based uh, on Lovecraftian lore? So it's based on this uh, book that was written about um, this, like, uh, black family in, like, post-war America, like, Jim Crow America. Yee. But it's, like, but it is based on, like, the Lovecraft. Nice. Like, they're, they're, they get involved with, like, this Lovecraftian cult. Uh, it's actually a really fucking good book. So I'm, Did you I'm read excited. It? Yeah, Dale. It's a book. Of course I read it. Ladies, Derek read a book. I've read all the books, but the yeah. show actually looks like it could be really fucking good. And it's right in like Jordan Peele's wheelhouse. Nice. So hopefully he casts like uh, a bland ass cracker in the in the main role. Maybe they can whitewash it a little bit. Maybe make it more relatable for me. A white man in the book. Which characters were white? The, the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like, just, every white person in this book is basically a racist piece of shit. Well, which, what year was it based? Yeah, like, the, the 50s in America. Yeah, in not, Jim Crow America. Not inaccurate. All the bad people were white yes. because they were the racists. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I can imagine some white people getting butthurt about this, being like, oh, you portrayed my race with historical accuracy. <laughs> I'm really upset about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a valid point. I pretty much at this point, anything Jordan Peele makes, I'm into. Like I'll watch. Yeah. Especially like like I I don't like super gore so super gory horror, but I do like I don't know what would you call this genre that it's in like the whole like Twilight Zone type of horror or like Hitchcock where it's like. Oh, fuck, I hate saying this, but it's a little more cerebral of a horror. Like, there's a little more, like, thriller thinking going into it. Yeah, you it. sound like a total dickhead saying that, but it's true. Because yeah. it, it is, like, you have to think. You can't just, like, space out on these movies. Yeah. And it's not just, like, torture. Like, what was that fucking... Uh, the guy who directed all those movies in, like, the early two... Eli Roth. Where yeah. it was just, like... Oh, The Hostel? Yeah, Hostel, and there was, like, that entire genre of horror movies where it was just, like, we're going to have, like, a loose story, and yeah. then it's just going to be people getting, like, tortured oh, yeah. for, like, two hours plus. Yeah, and it was just gross. Yeah. And it was like, let's, the, yeah, it's torture porn. It's just, let's see how gross and horrific, gory we can get. Yeah, I don't like those. Like, I like stuff like, 
Well, actually, what would you call something like the grudge and the ring and stuff like that? That was like more like, like Japanese horror knockoffs because that's yeah. essentially what they were. Well, they were like localized remakes of them. But yeah, like the where there's like you said, like stuff you have to think about where it's not just like happening. And I think Jordan Peele's perfect at that. Like Get Out was obviously a wicked example of that. And Twilight Zone, I'm pretty pumped for that. That'll be good. And then whatever this book you read. Is that a series going to come out? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Let me... uh, Is it going to be... Let me just do some quick Googling here. Is it, like, purchased by somebody? Like, is it going to be on Netflix or... AMC needs another good horror movie, like, horror show. Now that they don't... Now that, uh... The Walking Dead's winding down. Upcoming drama horror television series set to premiere on HBO. Oh, nice. Produced by Jordan Peele, J.J. Abrams. Damn. It's going to be a fucking killer show. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Anything bad robots involved in is also good. So you have Jordan Peele, who's good at everything he does, and then you have Bad Robot, who I haven't been disappointed by yet. So... I hope this isn't the one that finally disappoints me. I'm wondering what... Oh, didn't they do that, uh... Uh... Oh, yeah, the, that one? The space movie that went straight to Netflix that everyone was like, this kind of sucks. And it, uh... It was the Cloverfield, uh... Oh... Cloverfield Paradox. was the third Cloverfield... Yeah. ...movie, right? The movie was good. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Just because I, like... The first Cloverfield movie was so fucking good. Like, yeah. that was, like... Like, found footage, monster attack on yeah. New York City. Like, so amazing. And then uh, the one in the house with John Cloverfield, Good- Something, something Cloverfield Lane. Ten, uh, ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Also so fucking good. Because, yeah. like, the whole movie up until, like, the last 20 minutes is just, yeah. like, this, like, high-tension escape, like, I'm being held captive movie. And then yeah. it's like, holy fuck, there's aliens! <laughs> yeah. And it was incredible. And the Cloverfield... Yeah, I didn't mind Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Plus, it had that guy in it that I like, the guy from the IT crowd, the British actor. <sighs> you don't like that guy? No. The guy who got his arm ripped off? No, wait. Who's the guy from... The IT crowd. There's the guy with the, like, afro yeah, and the and glasses. The, yeah, the other guy oh, in the okay. IT crowd. Yeah, the other guy's okay. Yeah, he was in the Cloverfield Paradox. Hmm. Yeah, but it was good. That's the that's the original reason why I watched it. I saw that guy. I was like, oh, I like that guy. I'm going to watch this. And then I watched the movie, and it was good. All right, so we're in the, uh, the portion of the podcast where we just devolve into... Talking about movies, so we're going to hit the mailbag really quick here. Yeah. Anything good? Uh, Robin says, Ikea closes too early. By the way, every week we go onto the internet. We ask people what made them mad. Uh, a lot of people out themselves, people who don't listen to our podcasts because they just talk about general shit that makes them mad, which is fine. We're going to start yeah. addressing that because it gives us fodder to talk about. Um but if you come across these posts and you see stuff that people are getting all shitty and angry about online, feel free to, like, send us hot tips. You can message us on Facebook. You can uh, well, it's like message what, either tweet, of us tweet on at, Facebook. Tweet at yeah. us. You can, yeah, hashtag Outrage Factory. You no can. Uh, why would there be spaces in a hashtag? Dale. I don't know. First time using social media. I meant to say no underscore. Uh, Robin said Ikea closes too early on weekends. Yeah, sure. All right. I mean... Yeah, I guess that's probably due to the fact that not enough people went to Ikea late at night on the weekends. 
to pay for them to stay open and pay all their bills. Uh, Text says people are still talking about Cardi B and whether her shit is acceptable, despite no one caring when male rappers brag about that stuff. Which was the exact point we made last week. Well, he said, I know he you. He follows it up to say, I know you talked about it last week, but it's still happening. Yeah, well, maybe more people should listen to our podcast and then they feel dumb for expressing an opinion that we wouldn't have these problems anymore. Yeah, and or they could listen to us and be like, they did uh, solve that problem for me and their opinion should be the high watermark for anything we think about what's going on. Agreed. Uh, Tex also said, oh, also how annoying Instagram models who try and sell nudes, uh, Patreon, OnlyFans memberships constantly. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, like Instagram nudes, like just basically like I'm pretty sexy. Do you want to watch me get naked? Go to my channel. And they're trying to like loop dumb dudes into paying to see them naked on the internet instead of just going to the plethora of free naked stuff on the internet. Does it work? Obviously, I it must work to a certain degree. Like there's there's tons of girls with like Patreon accounts that it doesn't look like they have regular full-time jobs and they're still alive and live in a house, so they must be able to pay their bills. Hey, speaking of people trying to exploit their fans for donations, uh, we do have a Patreon as well, so you can hit that up at patreon.com slash outragefactory. And if you pay us, I promise neither of us will get naked. So it's like the problem Tex had, but in reverse, where... <laughs> Pay us and, and we'll, we'll keep, keep our, our clothes, clothes on. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to spam you with naked pics yeah. until you give us money. Hope you like tiny dongs. <laughs> um, lastly, Paul said uh, it's hiking season. Preemptive outrage of all the hikers that are one ill prepared to hit the trails and two wear perfumes and colognes while hiking. Uh, I will say number one. Yeah, that's a major issue. Like every year. Uh, North Vancouver Search and Rescue will be like, hey, we have to keep going up into the mountains to rescue these dumb fucks who were just like put on a pair of like Tom's shoes and went on this rugged fucking mountain trail with no preparation whatsoever and got stranded up there. Yeah, if you're listening to this, it is really hard to do the grouse grind and you can't come back down it. So make sure you bring some way to pay for the gondola on the way down because... That's the only way you're supposed to get down because it's too steep to go in reverse and you fuck up everybody trying to go up. Thank you for that PSA, Dale. And I'm going to expand this cologne perfume thing to hiking and it should be just don't wear cologne and perfume unless you're going on a date. Because we're at the point where most places in society have scent bans where you're not supposed to do it because some people are like... Uh, super sensitive to scents and so you're not supposed to wear them to work you're not supposed to wear them to like major public places like hospitals or like libraries and shit so i don't know why people would wear it when you're going hiking so counterpoint yeah i own like 15 or 16 different colognes yeah i like smelling good yeah i put on cologne when i go for a hike don't i put on cologne when i ran my 10k today don't I mean, that was more accidental. I was like, oh, I was dumb. I'm going to go run 10K. Yeah. I wear cologne to the office. Your office doesn't... Well, your office has dogs, so it's fucking... Yeah. It's, yeah. What smells too. What smells worse, me in cologne or a dog? Well, no, I, I, I pointed it out because Dale. if your office has dogs, then they don't really care about anybody who has allergies to dogs, so they would also not care about anybody who's allergic to scents. So they're basically like, just do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck it. I mean, I'm not wearing Axe body spray. 
I'm wearing an acceptable. I'm not like dousing myself in cologne. It's the same thing. They both stink. But I like. I'm wearing cologne right now. Keith's mommy. No, but do you like just it? hanging out. That's fine. Do you like it? Yeah, sure. You su- you smell very sexy. You turned on. It smells like you read books, you, which turns you me turned on. on. Yeah, I'll read a book right now. I'll put some <laughs> cologne on. I'll read you out loud. I'll put baby. on my smart glasses <laughs> and read you a book. Uh, I don't think like fuck. Just like okay, cologne wears or perfume wears. Wear an acceptable amount. Keep it to like one or two sprays. That's mm-hmm. it. Wait, you spray more? Like people, oh, dude, back in the day, like when I was like going clubbing as a fucking, you remember? What was it? Like Hugo Boss or uh, what was that other one that everyone fucking had? Uh, polo? The one w- there was Polo, Hugo Boss, and then there was the one that's like the blue torso. It looks like a torso. Oh, I still uh, have that one. Uh, uh, John Paul Gauthier, yeah. I think. Um, and you just like fucking head to toe, like a dozen sprays all the way down your body. And then yeah, that's probably too much. Women wouldn't fuck you, and you couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, I don't think you should wear cologne for physical activities because it your, makes it way stronger. Your body odor is attaches itself to the cologne, so it makes your bo way more pungent and like offensive because it helps it travel more. Like. I don't know. It's like some science thing where it's like pheromones and shit where your cologne. So much science in this attaches to the stink molecules and carries them further. So you stink worse than if you are not wearing anything. I wonder if this is the episode that finally gets us our scientist designations and then we can actually say we are scientists in future episodes Mm -hmm. because we talked about science a bunch. We're going to get our fucking science degrees in the mail. Yeah. They're going to be like, you guys are honorary scientists. From the, what's that diploma mail? The University of Phoenix or yeah. something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. They'll be like, here's your taped up glasses. Don't have sex anymore because you're a scientist. Fucking lab coat, pocket protector. You're a scientist now. Do you think there's any actual scientists who listen to this? No. Good point. Do we know any actual scientists? I don't think so. Hey, if you're a scientist and you listen to this episode and you'd like to be a guest or maybe even a co-host who could correct Dale and I or <laughs> dumb fucking shit every episode, uh, also feel free to shoot us a message. Yeah. That would be awesome if we had, like, a scientist, like, source who would, we'd like, whatever we're going to talk about, we just ask the scientists and they tell us actual real facts and how stuff actually works. Like, we could be like... Hey, what happens to titties in space? And they'll be like, well, as a scientist, bear, 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 this is what happens in the spacesuits. Speaking of science, Dale and I are actually going on a science podcast. Uh, no joke. In three weeks, I think we're recording a yeah. guest spot on uh, Fear of Science, yeah. which is a uh, locally produced podcast that features comedians and scientists discussing specific topics. Dale um, and I are the scientists. Yeah, we're not funny, so we're obviously <laughs> going to be the smart guys on there. And then and they'll find someone f- hopefully funnier than us. Yeah, who can interpret our scientific knowledge in a comedic way. Maybe we can be both. What if we're, we are kind of like, yeah, dual threat. We, that's pretty good. Scientific knowledge and comedy. I would, I could easily say that our scientific knowledge is equally matched by our humor. <laughs> we are just as smart as we are <laughs> funny. funny. <laughs> That's not an inaccurate thing to say 
Uh, but make sure you check it out. Subscribe preemptively on uh, iTunes or whatever. It's a good good podcast, and we'll be discussing gl- gluten. Yeah, gluten. So yeah, so. Oh, wait, you already described what it is. I was like, yeah, it's going to be. No, but I also wanted to say you were also guest starring on another podcast. Yeah, I was interviewed. Uh, so I'm a certified creative genius now because I'm so creative and I do so many creative things. A creative and I'm genius always, and a scientist? I know. And Holy a comedian. Shit. And a guy who reads books. <laughs> God damn. I think Derek. I don't want to offend Kate, but I think you settled down too early. Yeah, I really should. I like. Because you're basically like a guy who drives a Camaro right now, having all those designations. I you could get is Camaro the the pinnacle of cars? Is that yes? Okay. No, that, that's, because you know, as much as I am a comedian and a scientist, I'm also a car guy. <laughs> a mechanic. A Camaro is the best car you can buy. Okay. Otherwise, all those guys that had Camaros when we were in high school. Wouldn't have been so cocky about it. Like they had a, a Camaro and they're huge dickheads, but they got to be dickheads because Camaros are the best cars ever. Yeah. And they knew that. Yeah. And no matter what else they did with the, their lives, yeah. they were Camaro owners. Yeah. Cause they were like garbage assholes, but women still made out with them just the, because Camaros the Camaro. are the best ever. Okay. Otherwise it just doesn't make sense. So Kate, if you've listened this far, uh, first off, I'm sorry for subjecting you to another podcast episode. Second, I guess we have to see other people now. I'm going to get a Camaro and, uh, see where that takes me. Nice. Based Metallic on, blue. Based on my, uh, Oh, I guess you're also a life coach. So you're yeah. a comedian. Oh yeah. A mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> a scientist. Yeah. Life you're, coach. you're not a creative genius. That's just me. Yeah, that's But you I are a life that. coach. Yeah. Okay. Good. Nice. Uh, yeah, the, the other podcast I was interviewed on is called Creative on the Side. Uh, that episode will be dropping May 1st, and I talk about uh, my creative process in as much as it actually exists and the tails look on his face. I just want to bump in here, and uh, when I was talking about cerebral horror movies, and you told me I sounded like a dickhead, and then you just said... <laughs> Your creative, creative process. Pro- Here's the thing. My creative process is every fucking Sunday, I will sit in front of my kitchen counter. I'll shotgun a Red Bull and then I'll just ramble for a solid hour about nothing at all. And that's pretty much it. That's oh, wait, I'm the yeah. so, Oh, maybe you are a creative genius. Uh, <laughs> shit. Does that mean I have to talk about my creative process? You should. In a way. <laughs> See, the problem. I'm, I'm just going to be sitting. Let me just get serious right now. Yeah, let's let's do it. Because the problem with doing anything creative is dickheads and pretentious assholes trying to get laid have ruined it. So there's no way to do anything creative like take pictures, draw pictures, make music, do anything and then say, hey, I made this thing. Would you like to enjoy it without sounding like a complete dickhead who needs attention? Yeah. Which, I mean, we are. Yeah. But we're subtle about it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird because it's like if I draw a picture, I'll put it up on the internet and I can't just be like, everybody look at this picture I made. And people are like, cocky asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So. Instead, you're just like, I don't give a fuck. This thing is shitty. Yeah. Fuck. Here's what I made. (laughs) Here's here's this fucking thing. I don't even care if you like it. I made it for me. Which is also. True. Sounding pretentious and makes me sound like a sullen teenager and also true. Which you are. Because 
if I didn't draw pictures and do shit, I would probably just go insane. That's like my whole way of like instead of dealing with my baggage or whatever anxiety or depression I have hidden away, I just draw a picture and I'm like, oh, that was productive. I'm going to bed. I feel good about myself. <laughs> just bury those feelings yeah. for another day. Well, it's not. You don't bury them. You just kind of express yourself. And then before you have to think about it too much, you're like, all right, that's it. Well, that's so that's actually like a valid uh, like option for therapy. We've yeah. been so Noah's been fucking struggling with this, like the whole separation thing. Yeah, I think a little bit. Um, but some that's come up and been recommended a lot is art therapy because mm. five year olds have shit for brains and they can't express their emotions properly. Yeah. So you just like you take them and uh, they'll give them like art supplies and be like, draw how you are feeling. Like, yeah, draw it out, which it kind of sounds like you're doing in a yeah. way. Remember when I spent that time doing anger management for like kids in grade one and two? Like, that's what you would do. You would have a picture of a person and, like, most of the time, little boy's anger comes from their inability to express their emotions and then it turns into frustration, which turns into anger. So you just give them a picture, like, of a dude and you're like, when you get angry, color what happens to your body here. And they'll be like, oh, my hands turn blue. And you're like, that doesn't mean anything to me, but I guess it's helping. (laughs) And then they're like, then my throat gets all red because it hurts. And then my head gets yellow and you're like, okay. And then it helps them. Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. So I would say, yeah, if Noah's getting frustrated with things and he doesn't feel like he can express himself emotionally properly because he's a wee lad and he hasn't built up the proper communication skills, then – yeah, coloring is the way to go. Yeah, we got these. Uh, they're basically like little. I don't know what they were. They were like Halloween decorations or something. But they yeah. were ghosts, and he yeah. drew totally of his own volition. I didn't even ask him to. He drew a different emotion on every ghost. So he drew yeah. like a happy ghost and a sad ghost and an angry ghost and like I don't know, pooping ghost or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is five. So he's now able to like express himself through these like basically ghost emotion flashcards, which is good in a way but also it's interesting you said little boys explicitly can't express their emotions but what about the girls in grade one are they better at it well yeah the thing is it's like a tie back or it's like a throwback to gender roles where we're getting a lot better with it but we're not quite there yet where we like we teach little girls to emote themselves and every time they're like oh i'm so happy about this or whatever you're like good and then they scream and stuff but for whatever reason, boys have more trouble expressing their emotions because they don't want to be sissies or whatever. And like I just said, we're getting a lot better with it. But it might even just be like I think it's probably something left over from when we were cavemen where men didn't express themselves because the way it used to work when we were cavemen was women would hunt and gather – or women would gather and the men would hunt. So – That's like why men hate men who talk too much, because if you're talking too much on the hunt, you're going to scare away the game. It's why men have a disdain for guys who are too flashy, because if you're wearing too many colors, you're going to scare away the thing. It's why men have disdain for men who wear cologne, because the the prey can smell you. Yeah. And then, like, if you're 
expressing your emotions and you're like, I'm too sad about this, blah, blah, blah. You're going to not be as good at throwing your spear because you're like, get your head in the game, focus on the task at hand, which is killing this fucking mammoth so we can all eat. So meanwhile, the women who were back at camp were developing those emotional bonds because they they were allowed to camp. They were they were allowed to talk. And yeah, and talking for them would be good because they would be spread out because they'd all be picking berries and you wouldn't be picking berries side by side because that's um, not as efficient. So you'd have one woman over here picking like nuts and then one person over here picking berries and they'd constantly be talking back and forth to not only pass the time, but if any danger like a snake or something happened, they would have to talk to each other so that like if they had to deal with a caveman snake they would just come the other ones would come with sticks and like poke it or whatever and save the one who was picking nuts so this is all scientific by the way but i it's like doesn't does actually sound we were cavemen you are for a scientist like, now we were cavemen for millions of years and we've only been like in a society for like maybe the longest we can think of is like twenty thousand, and that's way longer than traditional anthropologists say like the accepted rate I think is like society was invented like 10,000 years ago. So as long as we were homo erectus, we were doing the caveman thing where the guys were hunting and the women were doing this. And then modern society is like a tiny blip. Yeah, it's a tiny blip. So we still have all these like tendencies and like inborn things because the way humans evolved so well is if every human had to learn everything after they're born, we would have never turned into like the apex predators that we are. But since like each, like there's traits passed on through the genes, then it helps the person kind of evolve to be like a better hunter. So it's like each generation would get better at hunting. And it's like, we haven't bred that all out of our systems yet. Like we still have all these tendencies to be good hunters and I'm not a good hunter. Yeah, I but I probably can't hunt for shit. There are things about your characteristics and how you interact with other people that would stem from being a better hunter than doing it badly. I don't even know that I could kill an animal. So it's funny that you uh so I'm starting I'm trying to start this sobriety support group in yeah. Vancouver. Uh, and this is something that's kind of like it's this movement that's popping up in like all these different cities right now. But yeah. it's almost exclusively focused on women mm-hmm. because women are like have a much easier time, like getting together in a place and being open and vulnerable and like discussing their experiences with each other. Mm-hmm. So they're they're specific to women because women are better at that. Mm-hmm. But they also don't allow dudes because dudes just come in and creep the fucking place up all the time. Yeah, because as soon as a guy finds out that a woman's vulnerable, he's like, how can I turn this to benefit Dude, me? Yeah, how can I make sexually. you have sex with me? He's like, how can I make more babies so we can have more hunters? Yes. Because the mammoth keeps stepping on the little hunters. The kids. Yeah. Wow, that was grim. That took a turn. Yeah, but that's why dudes are always like, we need we need more people so we can have better hunters. Anyway, we uh, that was a fucking oh, yeah. big ass tangent, hey, man. Remember when we were like, yeah, let's end right let's now. Let's wrap the episode like, up and then talk for another forty we were minutes. Like, let's talk about human evolution.
finish it for 20 minutes. Well, I hope you learned something valuable. Thanks for tuning in to episode 84 of Outrage Factory, uh, the world's foremost online outrage-related podcast. As always, I've been your co-host, Eric Bolin. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Herder. I've been your co-host, Dale DeRuder. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook at OutragefactPod. We don't have an Instagram account. Uh, we do have a Patreon account. You can throw us some money there. Or we'll get naked. Or we'll, yeah, we'll find out who you are. We will send naked pictures to your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you have a couple dollars, you'd like to, wait, did we say that already? Oh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, please feel free to subscribe, rate, review us, and tell your friends if you think we're any good, or you think we're not that bad, or you think we're kind of bad, but tolerable. Or even if you think we're bad, just like make your friends listen to us as punishment because yeah, it, we're still getting listens and attention. If you think we're bad, tell your enemies about us. Yeah. If you think we're good, tell your friends about us. Nice. We won't know the difference. Yeah. So, uh, and until next time, stay angry.